Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, Dr. Ross Green here. Time for another edition of Parenting Your Challenging Child. I am joined by my co-host, I believe, Kim Hopkins-Betts, Director of Outreach at Lives in the Balance. Is that you there, Kim? It's me. Good morning. Good morning. Um, and I don't believe, unless Jennifer's on with us already. Jennifer, are you there? I am. I'm here. Good. <laughs> How are you? Didn't recognize the I'm area code. I'm very well. Well, I think I probably switched from a landline to my cell phone. So, got it. So that answers I might have that question. <laughs> no problem. Well, here we are. I, do we know if Stella is going to be on with us today? She Stella is not. She's today. teaching. Got it. Okay, so no Stella today. So just us three. That is good. Um, let's not good that she's not with us today, but good that the three of us are on together. Um, we've got a bunch of email that we could respond to, but do either of you have anything you want to start with today before we get started? And um, let me give the guest call-in number. If you want to call in, it's 347-994-2981, and uh, press 1 to get through. Do either of you have anything you want to start with today? No, I don't. (laughs) <laughs> the only thing that, that I would want to mention, we had someone on the B team recently post that they wondered if there was a group for people who wanted to use Plan B with their neurotypical child. Um, and they were directed to find Elevate Your Parenting, which is, also a CPS group on Facebook for people who maybe don't have quite the same challenges that are discussed in the B team. But it prompted another discussion of, well, why would I bother to go through the process of plan B with my kid if I don't have to? Mm. And And I had to laugh because, Dr. Green, all I could hear in my head was, you at the summit two years ago saying, why not? (laughs) I know I can plan A, but why not plan B? So it was just an interesting moment and a reminder that it's not just for kids that are challenging overall, that anytime there's a challenge between two people, that whether it's parent-child, co-worker, parent, you know, parent-grandparent, whoever it is, parent-school, that it's still always the best choice, not always the easiest choice, but still the best choice to end up with a solution that everybody feels good about. Well, and sometimes that question traces back to confusion over the difference between plan A and Mm -hmm. having an expectation. 
Um, There's nothing about the CPS model that says parents or teachers or any other caregiver shouldn't have expectations. You've got to have expectations. But having an expectation is not the same thing as imposing a solution to an unmet expectation. That's plan A. Um, So having an expectation is no plan. It's just having an expectation. The three plans, A, B, and C, are for unmet expectations, and plan A is an imposed solution. And so, number one, let's make sure that that's clear for people. Um, Plan A and having an expectation are not the same thing. But number two, let's think about what plan A involves. Plan A involves uh, the imposition of will, By definition, that involves power. And now the big question becomes, is power really the primary currency through which we want to have influence on our kids? Um, My experience of power is that it causes conflict. My experience of power is that it neglects the concerns of at least one of the parties. Uh, My experience of Power is that, um, well, those are the two biggies. (laughs) Collaboration brings people together. Collaborate. Oh, the other thing I was going to say about power is that it produces solutions, as you said, Jennifer, that are not mutually satisfactory and that therefore frequently aren't durable. And so, um, yeah, you can get away with plan A. And to tell you the truth, the example I always use, if a kid's about if your kid's about to walk in front of a speeding car in a parking lot, you're not doing plan C. You're not saying, well, that's not one of our priorities right now. You don't have time for plan B. You're going to impose a solution. You're going to yank on your kid's arm, <laughs> save his life. If he blows up, so be it. But if you've now seen your kid frequently walk in front of speeding cars in the parking lot, uh, you may be... Plan A may be working at saving the kid's life, but Plan A is not working at solving that problem because we still don't have the slightest idea what's going on. So that's probably the other major downside to Plan A is you don't know anything yet. Um, So why not do Plan A even if you can get away with it? I've just listed at least four reasons. Um, But the biggest reason for me is the difference between power and collaboration in uh, solving problems between people. And I think you always want to use collaboration if you can. So very interesting. (laughs) You know, we've got so many people. We are living in an era in the United States in particular, but also in many other parts of the world, where there are so many people who are saying that they feel that the concerns have not been heard and that their concerns have not been addressed. It seems to me that if almost everybody's feeling that way, then there must be a whole lot of plan A going on. And <laughs> look how unhappy it's made everybody. For sure. Yeah. Okay, I'll shut up. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> I think um, that's very true. Yeah, I I uh, had an interesting thing happen the other day with my daughter, who is, would be considered typical. She doesn't have a lot of unsolved problems or a lot of lagging skills, and she's very lucky on the maladaptive behavior spectrum of looking bad. She doesn't look that bad. She's just a crier. Um, but I was video calling with a school, 
and she knows that when I'm on with the school that that is precious time and she um, needs to busy herself. So I have put on a show for her. She doesn't need a lot of TV, so this was special. And she was just supposed to watch it for 20 minutes until her dad got home. She ended up letting in some of the neighborhood kids, and they started, like, running oh around the house, which I, yeah, which I could hear <laughs> downstairs, right? Then I, then I hear a crash. I hear a crash. <gasps> then she comes knocking at my door because it's locked. I lock my door because my, when my two-year-old gets home, he tries to come right in. So full, full circuit. But anyway, um, so I have to ask them to, and I have not ever been interrupted when I'm on to the school. So this is interesting. And I said, well, you're going to watch me do emergency plan C. Ready? <laughs> and so I went over, and I said, what's going on? And she was so, like, the terror in her face, she couldn't get the words out. And her friend was like, yeah, we pretty much just broke your TV. <laughs> oh, no. And I said, yeah. And I said, um, in my head, the thought actually popped in that my relationship with my daughter means more than my television. And I said, well, we'll figure that out. I'm not worried about it. You're not in trouble. Right now I need to get back to work. Do you think that your friends could leave? And she said yes. <laughs> and so and then she was, like, you know, relieved. And so if I had gone plan A on that and just nuked that, you know, which I'm not saying a little piece of me was itching to do, but but I resisted, you know. And um, it just – it all kinds of bad things would have come from that. Her, uh, the honesty we worked hard to build, you know, she cops to things I never would even know about because she knows there's not going to be a backlash. And then when she tells me things, I'm able, I'm positioned to help her, which I feel so much better about than her going underground <laughs> and stuff. Um, so, you know, and, and we did get back to it later, and it was a nice, healthy dose of how do you perspective take and how do we figure this out so that we're all, you know, happy because I was going to be on with that school again and she was going to have the same plan and I know she wanted to have fun with her friends and so we worked something out going forward that looks a little bit different but still meets my concerns and meets hers and, um, you know, mm-hmm. and then I got you're the best mommy in the world, which is what I prefer. And, and then the downsides of when plan A happens. So. <laughs> How's your TV? Yeah. Oh, uh, interesting. You know, it, it wasn't the TV that broke, just the stand part of it. So still totally works, just needs to be um, mounted to the wall, which was we were going to do anyway. So I, if I had gone to plan A and done that, it would have been really over nothing. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, there you go. We have two callers, so we should probably Excellent. jump in, yes? Yes. And we're going to start with uh, our caller from area code 703, one of my favorite states in the union. You're on the air. What's up today? Hi there. Um, we're working on implementing, uh, trying to implement Plan B, uh, but we're having a problem that our 12-year-old daughter is really refusing to participate in the empathy stage, not just the being silent, because I can I think I can outweigh her being silent, but an active refusal to think and a refusal to be drawn out. Um, I don't know, and I don't want to talk about this now, and I don't want to, uh, you know, and the I don't want to do it now is, of course, applied to any time we come up with. Um, is there any ways that we could, uh, you know, it's frustrating when I can't even get the process started. Well, let's start at the beginning. First of all, you can always make an appointment with her to see if you can negate the I don't want to talk about it now. The interesting thing is, um, you know, 
when you're identifying unsolved problems on the assessment of lagging skills and unsolved problems, the goal is to um, identify them so that you can solve them proactively. But then if we're trying to solve them proactively, but we're still springing it on the kid and they have no idea what the unsolved problem is that we're going to be working on, then for them at least it's still a surprise. So good that we've made it um, predictable, not good that we're still springing it on them, even if we're not doing it in the heat of the moment. So sometimes some advanced warning can help, and sometimes making an appointment to do plan B can help. But I want to rewind the tape even further than that, because sometimes what's implicated here is the actual wording of the unsolved problem. I don't want to put you on the spot, but can you tell us what, how you began the unsolved problem with your daughter that she refused to talk with you about? Um, I'm... I believe the wording uh, was on the uh, lines of, hey, uh, I've noticed that you've had some difficulty um, accepting when conversations have to end, uh, accepting we're done in a conversation. Uh, what's up with that? Not tragic, although I would say it's clumped. So it's referring to the universe of conversations that she's having difficulty ending. So my only um, critique of the wording there is I often leave accepting out of the unsolved problem because accepting uh, has inference attached to it. We don't really know if she's having trouble accepting it. We just know that she's having trouble ending it. So I'd probably leave accepting out. And then I might want to make it more specific about if you can, about specific conversations that she's having trouble ending. Um, but I don't think that the wording is what's killing you there. What's your best guess about what's making it hard for her to participate in the conversation and the empathy step and provide you with information? Is it that it's being sprung on her? What other possibilities are there? Historically, she has been resistant to uh, introspection. My best guess is because she's got a pretty good idea of where the conversation is going to finish, and or she thinks she knows where the conversation is going to finish, and she doesn't feel like giving people uh, admitting to to to. Uh, she doesn't want to volunteer for change. She doesn't want to be a part of change because she doesn't want change. She's kind of. Well, no, not quite happy the way she is, but uh, not happy with having to fix anything either. Um, I don't know. Uh, but it sounds like one thing's for sure. She's never been much for talking about these things, yes? That's absolutely true. Um, I I'm just not... I'm, I don't usually ask for theories because usually I'm not so sure about theories and I'm not sure sure about those theories. But you know what I'd probably jump to is, um, first of all, if you know, because you know, that she doesn't have any documented speech and language issues that would make it difficult for her to express herself in language, if you believe that she um, talks very well under other circumstances and so you're not concerned about whether she's actually able to express herself. If you're reasonably certain that she's understanding what you're asking, um, I'd probably go with the five-finger method and propose <laughs> – first of all, I'd make, a, uh, I'd make an appointment with her, 
But then I'd probably use the five fingers, five meaning very true, four pretty true, three sort of true, two not very true, one not true at all, and relieve her of the burden of speaking. And you make statements, and let's see if she will hold up fingers to let you know how true the statement is. And that is frequently my sort of default when I have a kid who I'm certain about those other things, but who, for what reasons that are not yet understood, is having difficulty um, providing information. Now, there is one other angle that you could take, and that is to make the unsolved problem difficulty talking with Dad about problems. You might still need the same five-finger thing, right? But that's, that's, that's going to be your unsolved problem even before you start talking about any other unsolved problems because you want to know what's making it hard for her to talk. You still might need the five fingers, and one statement might be, you think that if I'm talking with you about something that you must be in trouble. Um, you think that I'm going to blame you for something. And once again, she's holding up fingers in response to these things. Uh, you're, you've got the words in your head, but you're having trouble saying them. Once again, five fingers. Um, you okay. don't know. The reason you're not saying anything is because you don't know. Uh, so the possibilities are infinite. Um, I would say that those are among the most common ones I hear from kids or get finger signals from on kids. Um, you can go with whatever theory you want. Just be prepared for the possibility that your theories are going to be a one. Some kids, once they have done the fingers for a little while, um, tire of the fingers and say, you know what, let's drop the fingers. I'll just talk. Okay. So I think you still have lots of possibilities open to you. You've got to decide which unsolved problem you want to start with, the one that you've been starting with, or the one about talking in general about problems. Um, I don't know that I have a preference there. Kim or Jennifer, anything to throw into the hopper? The, the one thing, one question I had, it could be a long shot, but I would just want to make sure you're working as far upstream as possible. So when you're talking about difficulty when conversations end, are these the types of conversations that are just pleasantries and then somebody has to go home or go, go to work or something like that and that's what's happening? Or is this the kind of conversation that it's an intervention because she didn't meet an expectation and, you know, and it's it's got a plan A flavor to it. You know what I mean? Just sort of checking for that. Sometimes it's because expectations were met. More often it's uh, a discussion where she is asking for something that's not typically available. Uh, uh, that that she, she, the, the, the more mm. common discussion is she's trying to talk She's trying to talk us into something, and she's going to use dogging and wearing us down. Kim, gotcha. you have hit so pay dirt. Case, yes. <laughs> so in that case, I would suggest working a little farther upstream about um, difficulty, uh, you know, whatever an example would be of the something she was asking for, when, you know, difficulty when we weren't able to give you that right away or something like that, because it sounds like the conversation She's already in the water. It's an intervention you're doing that she's not responding to. So if you go farther upstream to what kicked it all off in the first place, that might be okay. your best bet. Am I making sense? Am I being clear? Yes, I believe so. 
we hope that helps. <laughs> Thank you very much. Can I add one more thing in there? Oh, of course. <laughs> um, you said she's 12 and you, you've just started trying to use Plan B. Did you We've talk with been, her? Sorry, go ahead. Yes, I had a, I had a brief discussion before we had our first uh, attempt at this so that she understood that we were trying a new paradigm and that we're just looking to hold a discussion, trying to put her at ease uh, with the method. We have been through perhaps a few paradigms, and she's familiar with the concept of mommy and daddy are starting a new paradigm. So, okay. right. so, she, so she understands that, because I, I know with our son, who was 10 when we started, until I explained to him in some very basic terms what we were trying to do and why it was different from what we did before, he had no buy-in at all. And it wasn't until I sat down and said, well, I don't like the way that, that our conversations have been going. It leaves me feeling icky. And I know that, that what I see from you is that you don't feel very good about it as far as I can see. So I'd like to try something different where we have a better conversation. And we actually, I explained the three different plans to him very briefly. Um, and uh, he will still sometimes say to me, Mommy, can we just plan see this for right now? <laughs> uh, so that made sense to him. He refers to plan B as the concerns thing. Oh, can we do the concerns thing? So once he understood what we were doing, it was much easier to get him to buy into the process. Even with that, five-finger method is still my best friend with him, and he's 14. And we've been doing it since he was 10. Wow. So. You've gotten lots of good input there. <laughs> Thank you very much. You bet. Call back anytime. Let us know how it goes, whether it's moving it upstream um, or using the five fingers or um, letting her know what it is exactly that you're doing here. Um, those should get you some mileage, so we'll see how that goes. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Take care. We have another caller from area code 570, and, um, well, another one of my favorite states, but now let me unmute this person. Uh, my favorite states are calling in today. Area code 570, you are on the air. What's up today? Hi. Uh, first, I, I wanted to tell you, Dr. Green, I've, I've read a couple of your books and been listening to your shows and on your website and I have been really impressed with with all the content and I actually really wish that I came across it years and years ago. Uh, we have two kids, my son, who's eight. He's the one we have difficulties with. Um, he was adopted and was born addicted to drugs and um we kind of thought that we could use structure and discipline to to help uh, to, to help him kind of deal with the different kinds of delays that he had, and I wish uh, the approach of getting an under, understanding was something that we had done years and years ago. It, it really kind of upsets me, and makes me sad that 
that we did it. But but anyway, here we are. Um, here we are. We've been doing it for the past couple of weeks, and we've had some great successes with it. Um, we've had lots of aha moments, um, but we also have an area that we're having a lot of difficulty with. <clears throat> and what I'll, I'll tell you what has typically happened in our house now and previously, and then what's happening now, and hopefully you could kind of bridge the gap for us. So previously, when there would be a situation that would arise, you know, my son would start to get agitated, things would work towards escalating, and we would give him a warning, like, okay, bud, you know, you, you need to calm down, you need to use one of your different coping skills, taking deep breaths, going outside, whatever, and if you're not, you're going to have to go to your bedroom, have a time out, and calm down. <clears throat> And he, nine out of ten times, that would work. And he would kind of be able to rein himself in. Now, for those situations that aren't priorities, um, which, you know, we, we've got a lot of problems. So, <laughs> uh, you know, there, there's lots of ones that, that aren't priorities. And, you know, we still have quite a few situations. Um, and we've kind of spent the past few weeks showing him that, like, he's he's not going to be sent to his room you know, for a timeout to calm down. And at first, that was wonderful. And then what we've seen over the past three weeks is kind of an escalating, um, you know, it feels like testing. Um, when we, like, I kind of felt like, okay, well, he, he's kind of pushing back at all those times that we did it before. So we would just reassure him. Like, first we would try to do plan B, but, you know, it was in the heat of the moment, and most of the time he wouldn't want to, so then, like, well, it's okay, but it's okay, you know, we're we're right here, it's okay, then maybe try talking about it again, you know, see if <clears throat> there was any calm found, any receptivity at that point, if not, and um, the extreme that we're at now, uh, like, to give you, and, like, it, it just kind of has built over the past three weeks, but... Um, on Friday, he was playing a video game. He got frustrated. Uh, <clears throat> me and my husband both came in the room and, you know, tried to, like, notice you're having some difficulty with the video games. What's up? And, you know, nothing. Uh, just kind of, like, comforting him. Like, it's okay, bud. And, uh, you know, five minutes or so passed. And, and he was getting increasingly agitated. Um, separated from the video game, but increasingly agitated, um, you know, with like he kicked the table. And then he keeps doing things, things that he knows are like kind of hot button issues. And then, you know, he threw something at the television. And I'm like, it's okay, bud. Even though like that like kind of kills me. <laughs> it's okay, bud. And uh, then I actually had something in the burner in the kitchen. So I'm like, okay, sweetheart, I'm I'm gonna go in the kitchen. I'll be back in a couple of minutes to check on you. If you need me, come on in. I go in the kitchen. He comes. He follows me in and like throws something and looks at me and I'm like, it's okay, buddy. <clears throat> like, what's going on? What are you doing? What, what's up? And then he walks into the other room. He starts banging on the glass screen door. Like another, you know, he's like, oh, the TV didn't work. How about the glass screen door? <laughs> Does this get a reaction out of you? Then um, he just goes over and punches his sister. And at that point, I was like, okay. Uh, I, I don't even remember exactly what we did, but... Um, like kind of something like, okay, but this is over. This needs to stop. Um, 
And, like, we kind of talked out that, like, what we were trying to do in terms of not giving him a consequence for having issues with coping with something. But we feel that maybe we we kind of need to <clears throat> because of the extreme that uh, the, whatever he's doing, the, the extreme to which it happened. Um, and I was kind of looking to you guys for, A, some insight on, like, what is he doing? And then, B, like, the only way that we know how to handle that is, you know, to try to, like, do plan B, but then if that doesn't work, um, okay, but, you know, I I need you to to calm down. I need you to go to your bedroom and calm down for eight minutes, you know, and and have a timeout. And do you have any alternatives to, to that process? All right, so here we go. Um, you can do adult-imposed consequences in response to his extreme behavior if you wish, but there's a good chance it will only inflame him further. <laughs> and I don't think you want to inflame him further. But here's the bottom line. Nothing takes the place of solving the problems that are causing that behavior. Nothing. So I'm hearing two things in what you described that I'm sort of picking up on, and I'm sure that Jennifer and Kim are picking up on others, but here's the two things I'm hearing. Your old intervention, which worked nine times out of every ten, take Mm -hmm. a deep breath, calm down, or go to your room, isn't solving the problems that are causing the behaviors that are telling him to calm down or go to his room. So calming down and going to your room don't solve those problems and therefore don't make it any less likely that he's going to have to calm down and go to his room again because the problem is still unsolved. The other thing I picked up on is that the plan B you did over the video game was, and you probably know this already, emergency plan B. Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, what it sounds like to me is that your son, like many, many human beings, isn't necessarily at his best when he's already heated up. Right. So my questions would be, how are we going to get you out of the heat of the moment? And so once again, you know, to consequence or not to consequence, Um, If consequences are going to inflame him further, and if consequences aren't going to solve the problems that are causing the behaviors that you're giving him consequences for in the first place, I would have difficulty making a case for why you'd want to do consequences. Well, again, um, we we have far more than three problems. You know, as you've said, if, if every problem is a priority, then none of your problems are priorities. So we're um, just trying to deal with them in the priority that we've set up. And he has so many that there's no way that we're going to um, quickly get to the point that he doesn't have any emergency situations. He, he just has too many problems for us to get to that place quickly. I hopefully, hopefully a year from now we'll be there, but we're definitely not there now. So we're going to have lots of emergency situations. Well, I guess my question is this. What is supposed to be being done with the low-priority unsolved problems is Plan C. 
which means that the expectation that your son is having difficulty meeting isn't even being placed on him. And that's what's supposed to knock out a lot of the emergency situations on the unsolved problems that you're not handling with Plan B right now. Well, and maybe you could help me with that because a lot of times yeah. I I try to, like, okay, what does this look like in Plan C? And, like, this situation, I don't understand what it looks like in Plan C. Give us an example of something that you're not that you have not prioritized uh, that you know is going to the the situation that I told you about from Friday that would be a perfect yeah. example. So like frustration Him with getting video mad games. at the video game. Yeah. Right. That that has not been prioritized. So um, so I don't think that in your world that that means no video games. That sounds like Plan A to me. That's correct. So, so then we let him play, and then he gets frustrated, and then, and then what happens? He gets frustrated. Okay, so, so does that mean we, we do it exactly like we did it? Because it didn't feel good. <laughs> well, no, you tried to do emergency plan B when he got frustrated. So Emergency so you plan B is not plan C. So, so how do we take him to, like, what's up out of the scenario? Then you, it would you don't. Have been... it's pl- no, you don't do no, you I don't know. do anything in that scenario. So like we don't even go into them. Like we don't That's try right. to comfort them. Like we just stay away That's from correct. them. That's correct. That's correct. And now what if he does um try to like follow us to escalate with it? Like do you think that he was escalating because we were there? Like it was it Yes. Is. Okay. I don't know, but that would be my guess. Hmm. Okay. But now here's the other question I would ask. I don't know what your high-priority unsolved problems are, but you always have the option to decide, you know what, something we had in C shouldn't be in C, it should be in B, something we had in B therefore shouldn't be in B, it should be in C. So you can always mess with your priorities and readjust them. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, uh, I would not say that what you did on that video game unsolved problem was plan C. I would say what right. you did was emergency plan B. Right, it was definitely B. And yeah. and honestly, I, I didn't know. Um, you know like, I, I understand in other contexts what C means. Like, okay, you don't want to brush your teeth? Okay, don't, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that another time. But, like, in this situation, I really didn't know what, what that meant. Like, it doesn't mean take away the video game, so what does it mean? Like, okay, I get it. Now it means just stay away from them. He's frustrated. <laughs> Stay away from them and uh, cross my fingers. <laughs> you can always move it to plan B, but let's see if Kim or Jennifer also want to weigh in on this. Go ahead, Kim or Jennifer. I think that if, you know, oftentimes we joke, my husband and I, that plan C is like the world's longest empathy step <laughs> where you just start with the, I know it stinks when that happens, doesn't it? Oh, wow, that must have been really frustrating. I can see where that bothered you. Um, you know, so that we have those conversations, but we don't take it any further. If he wants to talk about it, then that's wonderful and we're happy to talk about it. Um, it took a very long time to get to a point where my child, you know, started 
a plan B conversation, but it does happen now. Um, but that plan C can just, because you're kind of putting something on hold, doesn't mean that you can't let your child feel heard in the moment. So maybe you don't go into him, but then when he get, if he works himself up to a point where he gets really frustrated and he starts to do something to get your attention, then it becomes plan C is the world's longest empathy step. It doesn't mean that you don't still give him that positive empathy. It just means that you don't move into the problem solving part or your okay. concern part. Okay. And, and I would just make a pitch for, Proactive plan C, and now this is certainly one, if you didn't have it as an unsolved problem already, if you decide you're not going to do plan B because you've got other priorities, then you can make mutually agreed upon plan C plans with him, not in plan B. This is proactive plan C of, you know, what would be a Band-Aid um, if we need it, or what would, be, what would we do differently to just stop this all from even happening? Um, but it wouldn't be, you're not going to do this, you're not going to do that. It would be mutually with him. Right. You know, until um, we get a chance to work on it, you know. Can I give you one more example where we we weren't exactly sure what plan C was in the situation? <laughs> uh, you guys probably have, have tons of other things that you want to talk about. So feel free to, to say, to let me know you don't have time for it. No, I think it's worth talking about what plan C looks like. Technically, plan C means that an expectation has been removed. So um, you're not prohibiting your son from playing video games. That would be plan A. And if you remove the expectation that your son remain calm while playing video games, that does seem to be your expectation, then you are saying if he gets frustrated when he's playing a video game, if that's plan C, we're going to just let it go. Now, lots of kids get frustrated when playing video games. If your son starts uh, damaging property, um, then that becomes a safety issue, and safety issues always become a high priority, and that might uh, involve some reconfiguring of your priorities, um, but I think this is a good discussion because I think there are people who are frequently confused about what Plan C would look like. So throw another one out there. Awesome. Um, so, you know, there's lots of things that, you know, my son, like any other kid, would ask for. And, um, you know, thing like requires us to, to give him something, buy him something, do something for him. And in those situations... I mean, does I, I feel like plan, plan C can't possibly mean just give him everything he wants, but I don't know I don't know exactly what that means. Then, um, you know, I could take some examples. Like, okay, if he has an issue going to a store and not buying something, which actually isn't his, but then I would think that you would uh, remove the issue by, you know, trying to to go to the store while he's at school or whatever so that you just kind of don't have to walk down that path together. But, like, one scenario in our house, 
um, my son has like a playlist that he listens to uh, on the way to school with my husband. And every Friday they pick out a new song to add to that playlist. And uh, we always watch a show together before bedtime. And um, that's the point where he'll ask my husband for a new song. And it like, again, it's usually on Fridays. So, I, and, and this isn't a major priority because we actually never had an issue with this kind of escalating into any kind of situation until this past week. Um, but I don't think Plan C means just give him a song whenever he asks for one. Um, so I don't know. But then Thursday night, he asked for a song. You know, my husband said on Friday, uh, he asked again. And, uh, you know, my husband was like, Bud, that's the show, Don, watch the show. And uh, then, you know, things just escalated, and, and he, it wasn't as bad as Friday, but it was very much so in a similar manner. <clears throat> so is so, the expectation that, I, I'm not sure I totally understand, the expectation that he didn't meet was that after the show is finished is the time for the song? Uh, no, that he only, my husband only, downloads one new song for him per week. So every Friday he gets to add a new song to his playlist. And he was asking on a day that wasn't Friday. He was asking on a Thursday. Oh, oh, oh. See, I thought he was asking on Friday. Okay. Okay. Was he asking for a specific song or was it, you know, add a song? No, you know, we actually, we did a plan B once he had calmed down, once we were tucking him into bed, and we discovered the actual issue was he was bored with the show. Like, the show that we had picked out had kind of, like, uh, run its course for him, and he was bored with it. (laughs) So he was looking to entertain himself with the process of looking for a song, which he really enjoys, you know, like, goes from one song to the Mm -hmm. next, like, what about this one, what about this one? So we then, you know, came up with a new plan, which was we all picked out a new show that worked for everybody, and it's been wonderful. So the plan B, the emergency plan B, like kind of a half an hour later, once he had calmed down, worked great. But, like, in that moment, I didn't, I don't know what plan B would have been. Well, I would say one version would be that if the expectation is that songs are downloaded once a week on a Friday that, mm-hmm. and he asked on a Thursday that you could plan see it by saying, yeah, we can do it today, which means um, we would not be doing it tomorrow or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, or, or sort of making an adjustment to that expectation. Um, it also might be one where you said it hasn't escalated like the other example you had where right it's more it of an emergency. right that but, time but in in the past maybe an emergency b would have been helpful if you got that information that you got later then but who knows because he was in the water at that point if he'd be able to tell you I'm just not interested in the show right and that you know because that's also an option okay but in terms of c your thoughts are you know, just kind of try to like. Uh, well, it's, it's on removing the, fly. the expectation, right? So removing the expectation that it has to be Friday, right? Is is what Which I means do. that if he asks on Thursday, he's you're downloading it on Thursday. And then if he asks again on Friday, then we'd be downloading it again on Friday. No, I think I would make it clear to him that the Thursday download uh, is the Friday. 
One is related. Right. One is related but, to the like, day of the week. The other is related to frequency. So say that he um, gets past the day of the week, but then you know he still doesn't ask you the the next day, or then ask Saturday. You know, like it, it, and and I'm just. Kind I, I of would probably remind to... him that. I'd probably remind him that um, mm-hmm. we're going to stick to the download number, um, and that we are being flexible on the day. And I think yeah, and that's I what you plan it, C there. Sorry, go ahead, Kim. Oh no, no, you go. Go right ahead. That that you know what you would plan C would be his frustration with that. Mm-hmm. If he's if he has trouble accepting that that no, then you help him through that with empathy, but if you're going to plan C it, if you're not going to buy another song, then your plan C would just look like helping him through that frustration in the moment. Mm-hmm. Well, and remember that plan C in the heat of the moment is okay. Can I download a song today instead of tomorrow? Okay. That's plan C. Um that means we're not downloading a song tomorrow too, right? Right. That's plan C. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I could try that. <laughs> we can give that a you go. Gotta, <laughs> you got to make sure that plan C is doing the work that plan C is supposed to do for you. And, you know, some of these are tricky, especially because you're throwing them at us in the heat of the moment. And the whole goal of the ALSIP is to make all of this stuff proactive. Yeah. Um, and even for him to know the expectations that we are setting aside for now. Um, so these heat of the moment scenarios really shouldn't be arising that often if we are having Plan C do the work that it's supposed to do and if we're being proactive about all of this. But what I'm hearing is that that could use a little bit more structure. I hope that our discussion has cleared up for you what Plan C is and especially what Plan C isn't. And I do hear that you are still struggling a bit, maybe more than a bit, with actually setting some things aside. But unfortunately, we have to call it a day for today because we are actually well over time. So we thank you for calling in. (laughs) You are welcome to call in again next month and let us know how this is going. I hope that's cleared a few things up for you. Thank yeah, you definitely. Thank you. Thank you all so much. You Bye. Thank you. And Jennifer and Kim, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks, as always. Our last program of this broadcast season is next month. Talk oh. to you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.